0: God, we thank you again that you are with us, that you invite us to step out in faith. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you this day. Amen. So, Who here likes going into a situation or meeting without knowing the purpose or what might happen in the meeting? Anybody? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, We as human beings do not like the unknown. Uh, we, We kind of rail against it. We try and finagle situations to feel like we have some control. Because ultimately that's what it is. We don't like the unknown because we don't have control. And in some ways we saw this, um, this part of human nature come out at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone rushed to the store to buy toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and soap. Um, I'm guessing that there are people who still have toilet paper from like two and a half years ago. Um, and the fact that all of the soap and hand sanitizer went out of the store just like I started a new life motto when the pandemic happened, and it was just don't be gross, right? Like, oh, so <laughs> with I'm like, ooh, people aren't washing their hands. Ugh. But one of the things that it demonstrated to me, and we have lots and lots of different examples of how people try and take control over their lives and feel a semblance of um, normalcy is that you know, we rely on earthly or tangible things uh, for protection and care. We do this in lots of different ways. And we hear about this um, in two ways through our scripture this morning. Uh, first, now, like I said before, if you wanna know the backstory to Ahaz, um, go and read 2 Kings chapter 16. Um, it's great. Uh, I really like first and second kings. Um, it shows the best and worst about humanity. but also read read the rest of Isaiah chapter seven. I um, read the beginning part because God was trying to get Ahaz to um, to demonstrate his fate, we'll say. And unfortunately, uh, as it says in second Kings, Ahaz, um, how does it say it he did what was evil in the sight of the lord unlike his father who did both good and bad ahaz just did evil in the sight of the lord even though he was from the kingdom of judah and it says in some of the narration in second kings chapter 16 that ahaz followed in the footsteps of the kings of israel they were kind of rotten from the beginning when the northern kingdom separated from the southern kingdom but god promised that uh, this root of Jesse that we talked about uh, last week, and you know the line of David would continue. And so, you know Ahaz, following kind of the example of the kings of, of Israel instead of Judah, was afraid that Aram or Syria uh, and the northern kingdom of Israel were going to invade and take over the kingdom of Judah. And so, what he did was actually orchestrate an alliance with the king of Assyria. Now, if any of you know anything about Assyria in um, like 1000 BC, probably not a great ally to make. Um, It was a bad choice in this instance. Um, And he sent gifts to the king of Assyria. And part of what Isaiah is venting his frustration at is that Ahaz was not relying on the promises of God. There wasn't, Ahaz wasn't worshiping, wasn't, you know, kind of doing what, what he should and was not developing his relationship. And so in amongst of this, God's invitation of God with us, which if you, if you ever blitz read the Bible from like the beginning to the end in a very short amount of time, this is one of the things like I would hope that you would get is that God is with his people throughout the ages. Whether they do good, whether they do bad, God is present. And so God's invitation to Ahaz is to trust God's promise that the line of Judah and the legacy of David will be fulfilled and protected. Ahaz doesn't actually need to form an alliance with the king of Assyria. Um, And and so God's other invitation is that Ahaz actually have faith in the God of his ancestors. and and Ahaz in a really interesting kind of twist tells Isaiah no um, because Isaiah says God wants you to ask for a sign and Ahaz apparently knows numbers and Deuteronomy he knows the Torah in some way because he says it's said that you do not put the Lord your God to the test but interestingly in the commentary that I read about this they, they talk about how Ahaz pretends to be faithful. Um, he has this kind of aura of, of piety by quoting the Torah when actually he's demonstrating his unbelief and his faithlessness. Um, and so as, as Isaiah gets frustrated, he then says, well, God's going to give you a sign anyway. Regardless of whether you're asking for it, God's gonna give you a sign. And this is what it's gonna be. Now in Hebrew, um, the word that's translated virgin into English actually just means a young woman of marriageable age, um, which would in some ways imply virginity, but that's not the actual word. Um, And then in the Greek, when it's translated from Hebrew to Greek, the Greek does use the word um, what is it? Parthenos, which does mean virgin. So um, we don't know. But what we do know is that Isaiah prophecies that a young woman will have a child. And before he grows up, these two kingdoms that Ahab is so worried about, these two small kingdoms, um, which earlier in chapter seven, Isaiah calls stumps of firewood. Um, these two kingdoms will be destroyed and in actuality in history within less than 12 years or so those two kingdoms were destroyed ahaz is being given the opportunity to demonstrate faith and chooses not to and then we get to joseph and so one of the interesting things about the prophets is that they Like anyone who says something prophetic, you don't know how it's actually going to go out and ripple into the world. So Isaiah could have very easily been thinking that it was just this kind of what I'll call short-term, if you can count 12 years to be short-term prophecy that Israel and Aram would be destroyed. But Matthew connects this particular passage of Isaiah to the birth of Jesus, which says that there might be something more going on that Isaiah wasn't clear about, didn't know about, or didn't care about. It doesn't matter, but we have a foretelling of someone from the line of David being born of a young woman um, in, in honestly a quite peculiar situation. And the thing that I like about Joseph, And how he demonstrates his faith is that he listens to a dream, like this angel of the Lord shows up and he knows kind of without a shadow of a doubt, he knows that this, this is a message from God. And he's a, he sounds like a decent human being already because he was going to divorce Mary quietly. Like, you know, a jerk wouldn't do that, but he must, you know, must know the Torah, must like Mary to some extent um, and respect her because he was going to divorce her quietly. But then he has this dream. And the angel of the Lord says, don't divorce Mary. She's with child because of the Holy Spirit. She didn't commit adultery. You can be her husband. And Joseph exercises faith. We see it. He, he demonstrates his is trust in God, because he does what was asked of him. And, you know, there's, there's something for us in that, I think, in everyday living, right? What is God asking us to do? And are we willing to do it? Um, I had a, a bit of a struggle when God was asking me to go back to school, to go to seminary and get my master's. I wasn't interested. Um, I wanted to be the person with the least amount of education in my family. Uh, My brother and his wife have doctorates and both my parents actually have masters in different things. And I was completely happy being the only person in my family with an undergraduate degree. God had different plans. And eventually I, I followed um, and trusted because there was something that I couldn't get out of my, Gut, really, that was telling me this was the way to go. And Joseph, it sounds like, had a much shorter kind of action rate than I did in that instance, where he goes and just kind of immediately uh, trusts in what what God told him, which is a beautiful thing. And so, like Joe, Joseph and Ahaz, God invites us to trust today, and not just trust. But listen to what God is asking of us and then not just listen, but then act out of this trust Because today's scriptures are very much about faith and what faith requires and entails. And it's not simply um, doing rituals or acts of piety or acts of um, grace out of out of obligation. We do those things because of our relationship with God and because of the faith that we have. And with God being Emmanuel, that name reminds us that God is with us all the time, in all situations, all. And so we, and so maybe like Ahaz, some of you are being invited to ask for a sign. Maybe like Joseph, some of you are being invited to listen to a dream. But I think one of the things that we can all take from this is that we we can't be afraid or shouldn't be afraid to ask for a sign from God. Like I said, Ahaz got Isaiah's prophecy. Uh, Joseph got a dream. Joseph followed and acted out of faith. Ahaz did not. And so are we going to be like Ahaz or like Joseph? The invitation is to step out in faith and we have to make the choice. Um, And I think this is particularly important in, in this church in particular, discerning how you're going to move forward. You know, are you going to stay with the United Methodist Church or are you going to leave? And what does that entail? If you're praying about it and God is telling you, yes, absolutely, charge on. Charge on in faith, regardless of what the obstacle seems like. If God is telling you, no, you need to stay United Methodist, let disaffiliation go and make the best of the situation because both require faith and trust. Both require that we listen and then act on what we're, what we're hearing. God is with us regardless of what choice you make in that particular situation. God is with you in the every day and God will see it through. Amen.